What does that mean, man? Nah, I'm supposed to wear my jersey. I could have proudly worn my cowboy jersey today. <laughs> I should have worn my 88 up here. What's up, boy? Man, you know How you doing, boy? <laughs> this dog here to be so funny on radio. He's joking. He's messing. Man, it's funny, boy. <laughs> Play, play it out, man. So, so, so tell me about them cowboys. Man, man stop playing, dog. What y'all saw today. Y'all, they got after Minnesota, man? What y'all saw today. I knew it was going to go down like this. I was, I was. You know, now let's just say this now. For all points, that was the best team, I think, in the NFL. Right there, say what you will, we're gonna argue it out all day. The Dallas Cowboys. No, 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 no. You can surmise okay. that if that was the best team right there in the NFL, Minnesota Vikings. Whew, oh, my, <laughs> everybody have a good game every now and again. Yeah. One good game. Yeah, yeah, but that kind of good game. Mm. makes us talk about it. When it's that kind of good game, you know what I mean? You can win a game, but when, when, you, when you win like that, we got to talk about it. Hold up. Limitless. Biggest to me, God pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Niggas send me cap in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Welcome to the pivot. This is your se this is your second yeah. trip. So yeah. you are the first repeat guest. Oh, really? And, you know, you gotta have that for the playmate. Really? You know what I'm saying? Well, I appreciate uh, that, though. You know, Hall of Fame. You're giving me yeah. something. Yeah, 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 I, I want a first, any kind of first that I could get. Yeah, I you want the first. It. You know, Freddie T. We know you over there, scared of elephants, not yeah. wanting to get in the water, do all those things. Happy Dad, DraftKings, we appreciate you guys in the partnership. Sure. Continue to like, subscribe, uh, stay locked in. Yeah. Playmaker, you told me something, though, in the green room that I did not know. And listen, you know Steve and they don't like them cowboy fans. Yeah. We talk about them all the time. We got one that produced the show. She been smiling and right. shining <laughs> the, 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 the whole day. She had a cowboy sweatshirt on. And I always say, like, you, you kind of get born in to being a cowboy. Like, these families are our fans of the Steelers, Cowboys, those teams. But you chose the Cowboys. You told me you had yeah. an opportunity to go somewhere else. Well, I don't think people know that story. Well, well, you know, when I graduated from high school, from college, back then you had to, if you wanted to go early, which I left after my junior year of eligibility, you had to graduate early. But now, if you graduated early and a team that wanted to draft you, you didn't want to go to, you can tell them not to draft because all I had to do was drop a class, go back to summer school. You know what I mean? Don't graduate when I'm supposed to. Go back to summer school, graduate then, and then apply for what they call a supplemental draft. So the draft team, if they draft me, they'd have lost their draft choice if they didn't get permission from me to draft me. I learned that from Bernie Koza. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's how Bernie worked in Wayne Cleveland. And I was a, the brokest dude in the world, but I said to myself, I'm gonna negotiate on the front end because it'll be great on the back end right. if, when it works out. I said when it works out. So I wanted to be with the right team. Green Bay, yeah. yeah. So, so you, you got the Green Bay Packers, though. That's, yeah, that's a yeah, team. Yeah. It's this steep in history. Great. And you said, nah, great. I wanna, I wanna okay, be a cowboy. I'm coming from Florida, dog. I'm coming from Florida. Right. A whole lot of reasons you didn't want to go to Green Bay when I was coming from Florida. Right. Reggie White went there and did a lot of good things for that area, brought, I thought, the communities together. But y'all know what we were hearing back then in the ghetto, don't, don't take your black button no Green Bay. <laughs> right. Y'all know we heard stuff yeah. like that. So, 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 and it was cold. And it was cold. So Green Bay was, hey, it's a great organization. But I really wanted to play for, it was the Rams at that time, because North Turner was with me on, uh, around the draft. The Rams, the Giants, or the Cowboys, with the Cowboys being my top choice. I was totally directed at getting to the Cowboys. Why the Cowboys? They weren't that good. My dad's favorite team, though. That's all we watched. Mm. That's well, that's all we watched. That's why they want to win? That's all you saw. That's all you saw, though. When you saw, you only had one TV, you had the one TV with the one channel and the wire on it. It wasn't like in that day you can get any game at any time. 
You only had that one TV, and that's all we watched. And we watched the Cowboys. Your, your father, Walter, your mother, yeah. Um, yeah. Pearl, it was 17 of y'all. Yeah, 17. Like, and you mentioned, you know, the one TV, and you got the antenna. What did growing up in that way instill in you to make you the playmaker, but to make you this Michael Irvin that is still so successful? Well, honestly, that Ryan, that, that's a great question, because, you know, as a kid, you go, man, why I gotta have all these jokers, man? You know, you ain't never had nothing and everybody around the neighborhood. I had a couple of friends. They were like only kids of just two. They would get stuff, you know, whatever. We ain't getting nothing. Everything got passed down and everything. So, you know, what I hated growing up, actually, when I look back, it was a, a great asset as I moved forward. You know, I, I always jokingly bragged that I won championships on all levels and all those things. But I, you cannot tell me it was not dealing with all those brothers and sisters that did not, you know, teach you about working with teamwork. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and being able to, to work with other people. That's just what it was. And I wasn't, you know, I was not the leader of my house. I was down on the 15th. But yeah, yeah, it, it's, it absolutely did. I think about that all the time. Where did the confidence, cockiness, arrogance, some would call it, <laughs> where did that come from? And when did it start? Were you? What, 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 was, was it UM? What? Because everybody know UM was where you got the playmaker yeah. name and you started yeah, but, being flashy, but yeah. was you like that as a kid? I remember first going to school, right? Um, going to school, man, and you gotta think now, this is when I'm coming up, so we were just starting to move people around, like, and start integrating, you know? I was born in 66, so now you're six, seven years old, and you're getting to go to high, uh, uh, a school, and you're getting shipped away. So I got shipped away. You know what I mean? With the Mirror Lakes Elementary School. So it was a long bus ride. And I remember going in that school, you know, kids knew everything. The kids knew everything and you knew nothing. And I didn't know why. I thought, man, you must be the dumbest black dude in the world. You know what I'm saying? But the reality is, I learned later on, they had preschools. We didn't have preschool. We had Miss Mary. She was, she, <laughs> she was watching the stories while you were sitting there. Nobody was teaching you your name and stuff like that. So I remember that giving me a feeling of inferior, feeling inferior, right? And then about my third grade, somebody started throwing a football to me. He passed a little while ago, too, good dude. He said, we finished his homework, we'll go out and throw the football. And he threw me a couple balls, and I caught him. And what that dude said to me, he said, boy, you could be special catching balls like that. And that's all I need. Because, because of what I had felt earlier, that made me feel special. So it started there for me. Like a defense mechanism almost. Yeah, yeah, defense mechanism, some place that you want to feel like you're superior or some way. Yeah, it just it, however you want to, however you want to dub that. Yeah. But now, you know what my mom always said to me that I was a special kid. That God said I would bless her, make her latter days greater than her former days. So I've always believed in that. She said that it will be true. I get to work with you every Monday. Everybody know the playmakers, we got it coming up for y'all again. Uh, yeah, coming soon wait, here. Man. Yeah, we I got it coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, you know, but we always see you excited and we saw you on yeah. the field with the confidence. When you just got an opportunity to talk about taking care of your mother, man, it was a different, it was a different. Now, it was my baby now. And I, I'll tell you, like my mom, you know, I lost my mom, my mom. My mom now, who's in the hospital, who I told you about the other day, is my mother-in-law, but she's my baby, my baby now, you know, and, and, and I was able to take them everywhere. You know, we went everywhere. They had never gone anywhere. You know, we went to uh, Super Bowls, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pro Bowls, Hawaii. Man, we had some of the greatest times. And my mom always told me, she said, God said you're gonna make my latter days greater than my former days. So we would always talk about those moments. I'll get them a nice big suite. You know, my mom, my, my mother-in-law, and my Aunt Fanny. My three women right there. That, that's who raised me, those three. So I would always get them a big suite and let them do whatever they just wanted to shop or <laughs> order room service. Right. You know, the little things that, you know, mean everything to them. So yeah, those those were my girls. Those were my girls. You're talking about the, the financial security that you could get for your girls. When you when you went and hit that lit, did that change the playmaker? How, how did that money, how did to get that money change you? Because you was flashy. You was with the no, suit. No, no, but, but my, but my. It man, changed you from yeah, not no, having no, no bread to having bread. No, no, it just brought, it just brought what I had to light, y'all. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't bring it to light because I ain't had no money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was in there. It was in there. We just had to get some money to be able to get it out there. So yeah, man, but, but the first thing I did, of course, I got my mom, 
And my, my, my mother-in-law, I bought all of them houses first. That was the first thing I did and I always took care of them. And then, yeah, when it found a place, listen, let me tell y'all something. I remember sending my mom her first credit card. I'll never forget this. Her first credit card, you know what she said? She said, baby, she called me, she said, baby, I don't want to get us in trouble. I don't want to get us in trouble, but I don't know what. I just went to the store, they gave me all this grocery for free. I said, well, wait a minute, baby. <laughs> I said, what happened? She said, I just went in there, I put all that stuff on there. And that lady asked me, she said, what's, I just, she, she, I showed her that card you gave me, she gave it back, and I just walked right on out. <laughs> I ain't even pay, I don't want no, I don't get in no trouble, baby. I said, baby, we gonna pay for it at the end of the month. Don't worry right, right. about it. But she didn't have a grasp, really, of a credit card. We, you know what I mean? So there was no need for those kind of things. We were on food stamps and stuff like that. So that was always so beautiful to see as we moved through. Playmakers born at the U. But y'all win, too, though, Playmaker. Like, y'all give them this, this different feel, and everybody wanted to go to the U. And if you were in Florida, you wanted to be a part of, a part of Florida, Florida State, Miami. What was that experience like creating that sort of persona and personality. But that's harmonious with what, what, what we talk about, you know, just, just the evolution of moving, moving our people to another place, all of it. Because that's what started in Miami. Miami is Core Gables is an area where your brothers didn't go. You never went in Core Gables. That was the richest area in Miami. You go walking through there, you go into jail. That's the mentality we had. So they tell you don't go in there. But then Howard Snellenberger comes to Miami and says, because they tell him Bella Champs, he said, well, you gotta let me go get what I gotta go get. Mm -hmm. And he came into the ghettos to get, you know, you guys know, came in there, got those guys. So, so, so that was a whole move. And we were winning. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. And now we're coming down. Hey, man, ain't no, ain't no we can't come in here anymore. We're royalty when we walk in there. Right. I mean, it was a Dude, it was different. Y'all probably dog. was bigger than the Dolphins. It was big. It was big. It was different. It was big, dog. <laughs> RC, I was just going to say, being in Miami, I heard stories. Let me know if I'm right, Mike, that the UM players would tell the Dolphins, come on in the club with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, uh, well, you we had some clout, dog. No, we had clout. Dolphins got bread already. Dog, you, you, clout, they, they can't get in the club, but you walk we had, in. We had clout. We have clout now, now, right now. And, and all of my boys now. You know, I, I ran with Duper's and Mark and Clayton Duper. My boys now. You know what I mean? They're still my boys. We all used to be out on Sundays on the bay. But make no mistake about it. <laughs> Miami belonged to you. <laughs> Especially that child. Oh, dude, make no mistake. We were running through it, too, boy. And we had a... We were knocking off, y'all gotta remember, that was Oklahoma and Alabama, uh, Oklahoma and Nebraska right. was rolling through everybody. Everybody, and then here come all, all this crazy brothers, man. Yeah, that was that was fun. But a lot of people want to get out of their home city because they don't want the pressure having knowing everybody, everybody yeah. knowing them. Yeah, the partying, yeah. being able to get yeah. in everywhere. And I wanted to leave too. I, I, I wanted because I just man, I didn't feel like you did something big if I went to school here. But I had just lost my father. I lost my father to cancer. Right, I didn't play my junior year. Um, so I had on, I only had my senior year. You know, my dad battled with me all through and. And I, I, since I didn't play any sports my junior year, because I couldn't play sports, was, they ruled me in the You, tra you transferred, you went from the public school to private school. I transferred like from, Saint from, from private school, from a public school to a private school. Mm -hmm. And the rule is, if the principal don't sign the waiver, you cannot play. So, so then the school said, well, well, we'll let you, we'll take you back. And I was like, no, you know, I wasn't really being directed in any direction at the school. I said, no, I'm, I'm gonna make the change. And, and the ruling was, the court ruling was, I can go back to the high school and play, or I can stay at the, the school, St. Thomas, where I said I wanted to go improve my opportunity and prepare for college. So I, I, I made the decision to stay at St. Thomas. But, you know, I came here to get a scholarship, too. Right. You know, I just need to get myself educated or I'm a waste of scholarship. So that was the whole move. But, but they said to me, okay, you stay. You can stay, but you can't play. So now I'm like, well, how am I going to get a scholarship if I can't play? So do I stay or do I go back? But but I decided to stay. Coach had a lot of clout. He said, Michael, we'll get you an opportunity. I will get you an opportunity. Let's just prepare you academically. And, and when I found out I couldn't play, oh man, I was crushed. I was crushed. But Miss Jones, I'll never forget it. She passed also a couple months ago. Miss Jones said, baby, we need this time to catch you up. We're gonna catch you up, baby. And when we catch you up, wow. 
you're going to be okay. And she spent that whole year catching me up academically. Man, that's she awesome. Had a, her daughter was my tutor, her daughter Jennifer, still a great friend. Called me up academically. Man, that's awesome. Obviously, we know what happens when you're at the U and then you get drafted by Dallas and you used to winning, yeah. Playmaker. Dude, and that was the hardest y'all thing. Terrible. That was your the first year. Thing. How how was that? How was, hard was that and to dude, do? We, and we played Pittsburgh that first game. I thought this was I said, oh, because you gotta remember now, I got drafted, dog. I got off the bus, man. Can't go half, you know, I'm playing well, now. We finna do this thing. I'm stepping off the plane like that, man. In the first game, if we go back, I remember my first game, the first starter as a rookie since Bullet Bob Hayes. You know, I'm reading all our so I'm here now. Catch a curl route, go score a touchdown against Pittsburgh. I said, what is they Hayes? <laughs> we about to run this thing. I told y'all I'm here. Boy, we lost everything after that. I mean, everything. <laughs> That was the hardest time, honestly, man. It was the hardest time for me to be losing like that. Like that after coming from Miami, man, where we were kings. Right. Dude, I hey boy. That, that was hard, man. That was hard. But, but then next year we got Troy, and I was like, okay, we, we may be working on something, but we still lost. Right. And then that next year, we got that slow dude out of Florida. Nobody could run him down, but he was slow. <laughs> Y'all remember what they would say about Emmett, man? Yeah, yeah. man he was, he's so slow, man. I, and I ain't gonna lie, I watched him. I said, man, I know we ain't driving. This dude ain't even running. <laughs> this dude ain't moving. We need somebody that can run, right? I said it, man, but boy, when that joker got on the field, that was a whole different I said, this dude. Emmett said to me, as our, our, our rookie, his rookie year, we were roommates. I said, man, what you got, man? What's on your mind? What you want to do? He said, man, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to set the Russian record around here. Wow. He said, we're going to win around here. I said, what? What? Why, you country ass. Who you th- We done won four games in two years. <laughs> Why, who you think you talking to? That's what I was saying, you know? But, but he did. He did that, man. So, you know, I thank God that I saw that, that I saw him say that and, and get it done. What was your relationship like with Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy's my boy now. Jimmy's my dude. I watched Jimmy do come back here to get his uh, to get his Hall of Fame ring. And for some reason, he had all of us Hall of Famers on the field. And man, he was at midfield, and it was his first time back in the stadium. Really, his first time, dog. And I watched it, man. And I was just crying. I was crying. You know, I got Troy and Emmett over here, and I got Chucky, Charles Haley up there, and I'm just crying. And he comes in, Charles. You know, he's okay. He comes slam crying. What you crying about? I said, man, you know, I was just thinking about how with Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, what, what, Jimmy and our relationship, you know, I got I came to Miami from St. Thomas. First day there, I get in the fight. First day, that bust a dude in his head. First day, I'm in Jimmy's office. <laughs> the first day, Jimmy, like, I'm like, this dude for this send me out of here. You know, we just coming out of the ghetto. I said, this dude for the send me right back to the ghetto. And he was telling me, Jimmy said to me, he said, man, I know you lost your father recently now. I understand. He said, I, I'm not going anywhere, but we, we can't be fighting. You know what I'm saying? We can't be fighting. And, 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 and I think about all those times. And even after he said that, I went and broke somebody else's jaw fight. You see what I'm <laughs> At saying? At least you were winning, though, right, playmate. Right, 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 right. right, right but, 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 to you, Mike. But, like, but, but just you? try me, man. You know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't polished. Yeah. Right. I wasn't polished. Yeah. But for real. I wasn't polished. I didn't know. You know what I mean? I was fresh out of ghetto. And the first time, it was over food on the training table. Like, what you? I ended up on the training table. Second time, it was in the music box uh, in, in the gym. You know, the freshmen had this amount of time. We had the music. They came in early. I said, hey, man, we still got our time. Right. I didn't fight about that because I wasn't polished. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just wasn't polished. Man. When you realized that Jimmy was going to be your coach right. in Dallas, what was that moment? Did, did you know before everybody else? Right, right. Yeah, Jimmy did tell me that. Jimmy did tell me that. See, and Jimmy and I have been close like this now. You got to understand, like, Jimmy didn't send me home those times. I'll I, I, I never forget, man, you know, Jimmy walking by, you know, after he, did, he said, Michael, he suspended other guys. He said, listen, I'm with you now. Mm. I'm with you. I'm going to be with you. Always. Don't worry about it. I'm with you. But I, but I need I need you to do the right things. You know, I need you to do the right thing. I said, okay, coach, okay. But then I, I remember one day I was watching film 
And he walked by, I was just a freshman. And he said, hey, the old world wonder, what is Miami going to do? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Since they lost Eddie Brown and Stanley Shakespeare, these were the top receivers. He said, wait till I show on Michael Earth. He said, don't let me down. I said, oh! <laughs> Dude, that was it, dog. I remember going to put on that vest, weight, 40-pound weight vest, hitting them stairs. That's all I thought about, boy. That's all I thought about. So Jimmy and I, we've always been boys. And then when I got ready to graduate, Jimmy knew what I was doing because he, he, knew, he knew what Bernie had did. And he said, listen. He said, I know you want to control this. He said, now let me tell you something. He said, Dallas thinking about drafting you. He said, if they do draft you, you're going to Dallas. He said, I have a friend, an oil buddy of mine, who will be buying the, who may be buying the Dallas Cowboys. He said, I may be joining you next year. I said, okay, coach. Okay. I said, that was cool. So, so yeah, that, that's how that went down. And a year later, hey, that's, I that's, was enjoying that. Like, like to, to, have that, to have that conversation, and he talks about his oil buddy. Yeah. I mean, we all now know that that's Jerry Jones. And we could see that you guys have a relationship that's different from what he has with every player. The, the way that you are embraced by the organization and the way it truly seems that Jerry Jones has an appreciation for what you did for that city, for that team, uh, for him. What is the relationship between you and Jerry Jones like? Now, Jerry, Jerry's a great man. I appreciate everything Jerry has done for, for all of us. For all of us, because Jerry's not only, you know, we, we, we didn't just keep it, you know, uh, he's an owner and I'm a player. You know, Jerry helped me in a lot of ways. Like, Jerry will make you sit in on those negotiations. He wanted you to see the business side. So you so you can have what you get. Let's get you what, you what we're going to get you, but make sure you're going to have something later. You've got to know how to use it. So he would talk through businesses with all of us, with all of us. And that's why I appreciate it. You know what I mean? He didn't just say, give me what you got and get on about your business. You know, he, he, he stays in it with the fight. You know what I mean? Stays in front of We were talking to uh, uh, Swagoo, big yeah. Swagoo over there, and we we had him on the Swagoo, show. Swagoo, good dude. He good dude. He's a good dude. He's a good dude, man. He really is, man. And, good heart, and, good dude. And as he talks about Jerry, he said it, and I believe it too. A little too intrusive on the team. You said yeah. you could be a good man, yeah. you could be a yeah, good yeah, owner. Yeah. Now you the GM. Now yeah. you in that story of him going in the locker room and telling the coach and what to call. Some might not like that. But it. But is that a? But is I that do. A, but I do. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you what, I want him at the practices. I want him there. I'm going to talk to him about my money in the end. You see what I'm saying? In the end. So I want you on the practice, so I want you to see what I did so when we talk about my money, we ain't got to talk no noise. <laughs> you see, so all that other noise that they be talking about by being too intrusive, I ain't even with that. No, 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 no. Get your money right, check button on out here and see this too. <laughs> you talking about them other owners that sit somewhere yeah. and don't care. And since they don't see all of that, then I guarantee you, you can't still be, be a part of what they are. I got, I got people right now. Y'all, I said, man, you, I said, uh, I asked somebody, plays for the Giants. I said, man, let's go to the game. He said, I ain't got no tickets. I said, oh, oh. He couldn't get to the game? He couldn't get to tickets the game, playmaker? Game? You need tickets to get in the game at that stadium? Are you joking? Do you think I need tickets to get in the Man, I won't. <laughs> what's up, Mr. Michael? What's up, man? <laughs> Every door. Every door opens. Bar none. Nobody says anything apart right next to Jerry Jones that ain't had a ticket since I retired and I go to the game. See, that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. That's the difference. What do you want? You want the short term or you want the long term? Do you want those 10 years you're going to have to just be those 10 years? Or do you want those 10 years to turn into 30 and 40? Relationships. But, but, but Mike, I got to push back. Mike, personally, yeah. I understand exactly what you're saying. Personally, yeah. but as an organization, is that a winning structure for an organization? How can you ask I? But could no. How can you ask I? I know. No, 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 no. Okay, right, let's, let's, let's go. go. How can, how can you, you ask I? I? You know what? It's a formula I'm one with. Yes. No, no, no. How can you ask I? You know what formula you one with? 
having the best So what you're saying is let's start checking the brothers on the field, not the dudes. Not because this is a formula we won with, because we had the right dudes on the field. See, all that other noise is just noise. You got to get the right guys on the field. We had the right guys on the field, and that intrusiveness didn't invade nothing. Y'all had one of the best rosters in the history oh, of football. We made that. We ain't just be that. We made that. That's we walked what it was. in three and thirteen, one and fifteen. Mm. He just told you about that. See, there's the difference. There's the difference. We didn't just be that. We made that. Jimmy brought the footprint from Miami to Dallas, and we made that. That's what's the greatest thing about what we did. All, all jokes aside, everything. Troy, Emmy, and I—we've never had an argument. Never had any kind of a disagreement. Right now to this day, Troy, when he leaves Monday night, he'll text him and me and says, hey, man, just letting you know I love you as I'm getting on the plane. But never had anything because we took it from 1 in 15 and 3 in 13 and, and turned it into that. So, so you hold on, I think, to that much. But I, I'm just joking with you. I'm, but, but I ain't lying. Yeah, I do yeah. want his eyes upon it. And, and obviously, there is some results there. So you can't say it's not effective if there are that kind of results there. That's all I'm saying. You mentioned you, Troy, and Emmett, and what you guys were able to accomplish. It's, it's very few teams that can be a dynasty, right? That, that, that can win three, that can win multiples. And it's even less of those teams that keeps a core like the Dallas Cowboys did. The, the, the faces of the leadership and the playmakers of that team stayed largely the same. What was that run like when you guys knew every year coming into training camp, we got a chance to win the whole thing? Because you know, he knows, every team don't feel that way, playmaker. Right. Y'all right, walked right, into right, camp right, every right. year like, we got what it takes to have the Lombardi at the end of the season. It's so funny because you get it a little early, then you really know, you really know, like, man, you know, that first year, we saw it coming, you know, Emmett. I had one receiver of the year, Emmett one um, uh, rusher in of the year, and he was driving home. I said, man, yeah, next year gonna be the year though. You know, next year will be, we'll do better the next year. And we did, but we still didn't get, we still didn't get there. You know what I mean? So, so, so we, we watched it, but then, but then once you get that close, you get that hungry, you get the right group. And all we ever said was, there's going to be a certain way we do things. And if you don't do it this way, this is what it is. You just, you know, like, like for instance, we, we, in a, we were in practice one day, and Troy never really gets on anybody. You know, Troy, Ray, he's talking. But we, we got to receive. He falls down. And don't get back up and get into the route. Better get, you get back up around here, you get back in the route. You know what I mean? It's about always giving that effort. But once you had that, that was what everybody had to fit that, man. And, and, and it was, we were able to, yeah, that was good. It felt good to know. Chant. It felt good to know. So we're on TV, right? And we're talking about teammates and calling people out. I think it was Jalen when Jalen came out and said, look, I don't like coming to the sideline and having people tell me, y'all be ready to go back out. He was like, we got to have dogs. Right, 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 right. And I'm sitting with, with Playmaker. Right, playmaker, right. tell me this. If you can't help me win, you can't, can't be... be my friend. That's just <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. That makes perfect sense. We only have so much time. You can't give. You only got 24. I got, I got, if I'm going to spend some time around you, you got to be helping me win. Or you can't be my friend. I can't give you any quality time. What's up, dog? got to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? You can't hang with the practice whenever, squad. What's that? You can't hang with the practice oh, squad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As long as they busting their butt in practice because <laughs> they helping me win. Yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, they're going to be my boys. Yeah. They're going to be my boys. But... If you're not going to be practicing out here like this, you ain't going to be hanging with me. It, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's real. Che, I ask him, I say, well, I say, well, Playmaker, you know, what, what you do? Playmaker say, nah, I'll go and get him fired. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> Playmaker, you can't. If you're asking me, will I have a discussion with, with, with Coach or about, about, what, about what was had or what was said? Absolutely. When I first got to Dallas, there were guys that told me when I was boo-hoo crying. Oh, who crying? Talking about, man, listen, man, just pick up that check on to Just the NFL now. Choker. You just, dude, that broke me, dog. This, I've been working my butt to get here, and I hear a dude say that, hey, man, we're going to be crying in the NFL. I, I didn't lose two games in Miami the whole time. And it would tell me not to be crying. We should be crying. We all should be crying. Well, I'm the only person crying. You know what I'm saying? And these jokers telling me, man, hey, man, you can pay. I said, okay, okay, you better believe. Yeah, that next year when Jimmy came, I said, man, this is what this dude was saying to me. 
This is what the dude saying to me. Hey, that ain't me being a, a sellout. That ain't me being a, I got someplace I'm trying to get to. I can't waste my life because you ain't 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 embedded into what you're trying to do, or you trying to do half the job or to get, get by on the skate. Go skate somewhere else. I just need this right here. You know what I'm saying? I can't have you skating right there. Yeah. That's just the real. So you couldn't have been his teammate, Chad, because you would be counting your check on the way to the stadium. Mike. Ain't never gonna count this check on the way to the stadium. Long you come and knock a joke out. Mike, Mike, I I'm you come I, and knock a joke out. See, he I'm came and run. knock a joke out. We good. Mike, you I'm know. gonna run, I'm gonna play hard, I'm That's gonna That's all what I need. That's all I need. But That's on all that I need. bus, away games, and in my truck, home games, I would look, I would know exactly the check I'm gonna get. I say they give me seven, they, they give me, me seventy thousand today. Right, Let me go tell somebody here though. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Now I don't mind you using money like that. Yeah. I want you to use it like that. But I don't want you to use it to soothe my pain saying that we ain't gotta win. Mm. Just go get the money. No, dude, that's the wrong way. I want you to use money in any way to motivate. You got, like coaches always said, everybody come for different reasons. You may want to come to be famous. You want to make some, I ain't got no, no problem with that. But if everybody fights for just those reasons, we'll never get what we want. But if we all fight for one thing, which is winning, then we can all get exactly what we need. And that, that, that's where that comes from. And if you ain't fighting to win, you just need that check. Come on. No, I got you. I got to ask you, you, Emmett, and Troy. They say it's a quarterback league, right? You going to lighten the box for Emmett because they got to double team yeah. you. Emmett going to make them stack the box because they got to they they single you up and now you got one on one. Right. Who was the biggest piece of y'all three? It got, you got you got to rank them, Mike. You Still can't say you. Still a quarterback lead, though, dog. Still a quarterback lead. He, he ain't lying because we, we can't back the people up off the line of scrimmage if you can't complete the pass. So I need him to first complete that thing to me. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of mine. You know what I'm saying? Complete that thing to me. Then, then we can work from that. You want to say, well, we can get anybody to hand it off. And you can. But ain't anybody got to complete that thing to me, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or it, or it all doesn't work. So the quarterback is still an important piece. It is still an important piece. Now, there are different elements. And then Emmett and then you. There are different elements. However you want to place that. However you want to play that. Why are you messing with it? Why are you messing with it? Yeah, he just messing with it. How you want to play that? I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. And really, when we were playing, that really was, because running the run game was so important. It was different then. That really was. The run game was so important. But as they will tell you, hey, they was the hardest soul of those teams. That's what they would say. That's no, yeah. they, their words, not mine. Yeah. No, their words, not mine. Not really, not mine. Now that we're about halfway through the football season, hopefully you've got an idea how teams stack up against one another. So why not add a little fun into the mix? Today's video sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is dishing out an awesome offer for all their new customers. All new customers need to do is sign up using promo code PIVOT, bet $5 on any pregame money line wager, and receive an additional $200 in free bets if your bet cashes. That's right, new customers who bet at least $5 on any team to win straight up will get an additional $200 in free bets if their bet hits. Plus, with same game parlays, you can combine multiple bets on the same game to give yourself a shot of even bigger winnings all season long. For those in states where sports betting is not yet available, don't forget about DraftKings Daily Fantasy, where they have been innovating even more ways to win some cash this football season. And don't forget, the basketball season tips off soon, and DraftKings has tons of ways for you to get in on that action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code PIVOT and receive $200 in free bets if their pregame Moneyline bet hits after placing a $5 wager. That's promo code PIVOT only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You became, like, you wanted to be a cowboy because that's what you and your pops used yeah. to watch. And we obviously know they are called America's team. Right. Part of being America's team is we don't tune in on Thanksgiving for Detroit. We tune in on Thanksgiving to see what the boys with the stars on their helmets are doing. Every year, Irv, knowing that on that Thursday, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be the biggest attraction, how much did that motivate y'all to be ready for that game? That was such a great game, too, man, because we're coming up on, 
on that Thanksgiving Day game, man. And think about all the memories that came from that game. Like, Leon, let it go. Let it go, Leon. Let it go. We could have won that game. And, and man, oh, man, it was so funny. That, that, was, that was so funny, man. That was all. Oh. Because I, I, I told Cat that day. Cat, Leon, that's what we called Leon, right? After when he did that, man, we went in. And Jimmy was hard back then, right? Cat was in the room. He was really crying. He was like, because he thought coach was going to cut him. Coach, coach will cut you for doing stuff like, hey, you out of here. Coach my game, you're gone. So, so you know, Coach loved Big Cat. He said, hey, he said, Cat, Leon, I'm not cutting you. I'm not stupid. We still don't worry about that. We'll be OK. You know, he really consoled him. I walked in after Cat was really crying, boo-hoo crying, hurt. I said, big fella. What's up, man? I said, listen, just look at it like this. They gonna talk about you every Thanksgiving day from now on. I swear to God. And they do, and they do. I swear I told him that, man. You can see him looking at me like, why would you say that? I say, trust me, they will, man. And they do, man. But yeah, we had some great games, man. And you know, Jason Garrett, remember Coach Garrett? He had a great game on that Thanksgiving. That one game was at that Minnesota game. We were playing. Minnesota. That cool. I remember, you know, my job was always to be the best receiver on the field. Is that the Randy Moss? Yes, thing? right, right on Randy Moss. Like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm out here playing. I, I go for like 10 for like 130, 135 or something like that. I'm putting up some numbers. You know, and I'm the old head now. I'm the old head. And we were supposed to have drafted Randy Moss. You know what I mean? Because it was going to be my replacement. So now we're balanced. God, I said, boy, you got to make sure now. They talking about this young dude. You got to be bad boy on the field. I go for 10 for 130. This dude catches three, 165, and three touchdowns. I said, God. I remember getting home that night saying, boy, that young boy got you today. Hey, <laughs> man. I had to put toothbrush the tooth on that. Boy, boy, God, that one got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just said he got you today. He got you that day. Late in your career, could you admit that dude got me, period. He's better than me. Well, I don't know. What do you mean better? No, like, as we sit here today. Well, like, well, I'm not well, about, am I saying Randy about Yeah, me? Randy, like, no. when you got old. No, no. You couldn't Let me give mind. you this. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. You think Randy... For all the kids, you think he would trade his career for mine? I guarantee you he would. He won't say it, but he would. Uh, 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 T.O.s, all these physically gifted specimens, and they are physically gifted. They are more physically gifted than I, than I am. They've ever been. They're more physically gifted. But the results are what matter. Not, not the career, the though, Mike. Not the career. When you're an older receiver, you said, I, I thought about it because you're talking about these young dudes coming in. What's that? So you're an older, older dude, then this young Moss come in. At this current moment, this game, yeah. I am not a superior athlete anymore to this man. Oh, yeah, this whole admit yeah. that as, as a player. What are you saying? Could, are you asking me, could I, if, if what I was then, could I play now? Is that what you're asking? No, he's actually asking, like, you, you're sitting there and you're looking at those dudes play. Right. And you're like the president, Michael Irvin. Right, like you right, say, right. you go, you get 10 for 135, but yeah. then you watch Randy Moss. But and they're, they're, they're physical, they're physical yeah. gifts, man. Yeah. These, these, well, and, and everything. That's just natural and everything across the board. Across the board, you see that dude. Linemen look like just thick wide receivers. Yeah. Ain't an ounce of fat on these dudes. You know, I play with Nate, and the boy has some jiggle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't no jiggle on none of these jokers, man. Yeah. These dudes, we used to have, when I played, I was the big dude, then you had the small, fast dude. The big dude is the fast dude now. Yeah. So, yeah, the evolution of all of that is the reality. Even in basketball, only Chicago was the only person that had a Michael Jordan back in Michael Jordan day. Every team got a Michael Jordan now, or somebody equally talented like that. So that's just evolution, man, and that, that's going to keep going. Hey, just think about the Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah. Michael Irvin goes out there, yeah. 10 for 135. Yeah. Now it's Thursday night. You got the whole weekend off, Mike. Yeah. Was you on the first day smoking Friday morning? What you was doing something? Why? Why no? No, I didn't go anywhere. Why leave? Why leave? <laughs> why leave the place where I am the king? If I'm gonna have a few days off, where am I going? 
No combo. A coin to my courtship <laughs> in my kingdom. What he done? No, 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 no. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. But I didn't go. I didn't hop out of town. Yeah. Man, we winning, man. This is the time to maybe you know lay back and sip a few grapes. <laughs> you know, from your people. Just great. Have some humans around right. you. Have some of the people around you that's enjoying what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Right there at home. So, no, I didn't travel much at that time. The atmosphere, not just around the players during that time, but around the, the people, the humans, right? You have all of these future Hall of Famers on one team. They're in Dallas where you can find anything to do. Did you feel that when, when you would go out, Irv? Like when like you say you walk in now, they're like, hey, Mr. Irvin. Right. Did, did y'all have that oh, yeah. same thing while y'all played? You know, it was wild. Let me tell you, that's how I got Dion here. Dion tell you when I called him, we go, time, listen, man. He said, What is it like playing for Dallas? He was in San Francisco. I said, dude. He said, boy, he was leaving Atlanta, going to San Francisco. You know, he's playing and, and, and they did things that year, so it was good. You know, it was Super Bowl, everything out in Miami had. He said, Mike, man, I called him, we were talking, he said, man, what is Dallas like? I said, whatever you think San Fran is, multiply it by 10. <laughs> then you'll come somewhere close. <laughs> I said, matter of fact, why don't you come on down? Let me take you on out so you can see it. <laughs> and he came down and we went out. I said, okay. He said, yeah, okay. I see the difference. It was crazy. You got Deion to Dallas. Yeah, Dion's my boy, man. Yeah, I love Dion, yeah. man. I love that joker, man. I love him to death. You know, Dion's always been there. Even when I was stupid, crazy, getting crazy, you know, I was doing wild things. Dion showed up in my back, in my backyard. Like, hey, Joker, what's going on? I said, hey, man, you know, I'm out of here. I don't, man, I'm finna go, man. I'm getting back out of here. I done got Dion. No, you're not, man. Stay right there. You, you know what I mean? Bowed up, ready to fight. Like, man, you ain't going nowhere. We can figure this out right now. So, so he's always been my boy, man. Dion's my boy. I love him. I'm so happy with what he's doing, man. And that's his calling, dog. That's his calling. Don't don't have guy knows kids. He's been doing that forever. You know, helping kids that, that, that are less fortunate than him. So, so, you know, becoming like a father, you know, his father, you've heard the story. So, so I just, yeah, he, he's a great dude. You know, you talk about Dion yeah, being your homeboy. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah, it's a good battle. And I put Dion on the map. Dion was just a freshman at, say, at, at, boy, at Florida State. Boy, talking all that noise. And I'm coming out of Miami. And this joker, man, I dog, we're in, right there in the Orange Bowl. I'll never forget the play, 554 pump. It's a prep, 10 yard out and up. 10 yard out and up. I had this joker on there. He bit on that. Oh, I said, I got this joker. <laughs> hey, boy, he threw the ball. I said, come on, ball. Come on, that ball. That ball will float, dog. You get the clip, dog. This joker ran that ball in me down, pushed me, jumped up, caught the ball, man. That one hand came down and went back and started running all the way. I said, look at that. I'm on the grass. Look at this joker running with my football. I the joker. I said, this dude here, that put him on the map. That put him on the map, man. Deion Deion's a hell of an athlete, man. Hell of an athlete. Though I never lost to him in college. I will end it with that. For college, we had battles in the pros. Too. You gotta get to the pros. We had battles in the pros. It's cool what you say about Dion. We talked about it um, on a recent show where we could check each other. Some dude in the street can't say nothing crazy to you. Right. But your right, homeboys right. could you check know. you. Was it you like know. that? You talk about yeah, Big you Cat, Let, you talk about Troy, you talk about Emmett. Y'all could all check each other oh, yeah. with that mutual respect. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was, you know. You know these dudes, we, we, you, maybe you're going too far. You know, it ain't nothing out of malice. Being malicious is always something from a good spot. So yeah, absolutely, we still do that. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell you something, even with, you know, Charles, 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 you know, Charles, Charles can get, you know. Oh, we had him on the show. Him. Yeah. Gotta ask the Charles yeah. question. Yeah, about the center. Charles, different dude now. <laughs> different dude. Irv, he came into our interview, like how you came like this. He had on like team issue pants. He had no drawers on. He had on like shirt. He had on slippers. He was ass as hell. That boy be walking around, boy. Like, hey boy, he was crazy, man. Y'all had to see this joker, man, and dude. Mm. And you know, he know he must know what he's doing. He always boy, I'm he used to be that way. <laughs> I said, boy, he used to do some crazy stuff over there. And always being walking around half naked. 
Oh, just naked. I was gonna say the naked story just or naked, something like that. Y'all heard When y'all said, dude be naked in the locker room. Y'all heard the story. That was, I ain't Mike, the training room, the weight room, he just naked? Well, they all together right now. You, you get naked in the dressing room and it's changing and, and yeah, you get treatment over there naked. Yeah, so he just take the short walk naked. That's what he does. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> all, all, all through his legs. I'm telling you. Is that what a fool oh, came from? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, stop messing around. He said, Chucky, stop playing, man. <laughs> Bro, hey. I'm joking, man. But you could, hey, Playmaker, you could tell when he walked in. Like, as soon as he walked in, he was at Chan. He was talking about me. So I can imagine yeah, yeah. what he was like. All the time. Man, he don't care, man. He's like that all the time. He's the greatest dude in the world now. You know, Chucky, man, he raises money right now, does a lot of stuff for a lot of kids right now. But, but boy, I mean, he's, he's just great. And I speak at these places. I tell all these, I, I, man, and, and I'm going to tell you something, dog. At every one of these events, because you'll get me in the chair, they'll have a whole bunch of white people in there that love them to death. And I make them all. I say, listen, man, I, I just wanted y'all some of the greatest white people in the world. Because y'all know Chucky crazy for real. <laughs> and y'all invested in him. And you're doing so many great things with him. Y'all so and you know what I mean? But, it, but he, he has a heart like that. But you just got to deal with what it takes to get to it. But he has a great heart. If you get to it, he'll, he'll never cross you. I saw something recently on you, Playmaker. Somebody asked you about getting your number retired. And you said that that's not something yeah. that, 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 you, that you worry about. No, that's but, not something I want. It's sometimes something you want, and you've had really good receivers wear 88. It's right. become it's become an honor. Right. You know, it's become an honor, whether it's Dez Bryant or now C.D. Lamb, that when somebody gets 88, there's a level of expectation on that player. How much pride do you take in that, knowing what that number carries? Yeah, that's everything, really. And that's what you try to build. You know, you got to see it. We just indoctrinated and brought in a boy post from alone, but that 88 is big, you know, and it goes from that. And Drew's such a great dude. Drew, Drew, Drew Pearson, who is the original. And I tell people, I, I like to look deeper in the whole story of Drew. You know, 88 does stand for new beginning. And Drew went from an undrafted, undrafted free agent all the way to the Hall of Fame. That's creating a, a, a new beginning for yourself. You know what I'm saying? And he plays on America's team. So it just, it was a perfect, it was perfect when you got a guy wearing 88, the original, and he takes it to that. And, and then I come in in 1988. And you know how it all works out, man. Like, like my dad never saw me play. My dad never saw me play, you know, because I lost him my junior year when I was sitting out. He never saw me play. And before that, he could never afford to go. You know, he had to work. We had 17 kids. He never saw me play. But, but I watched games with him and we watched Drew Pearson. So when we, when I ultimately came in 88 and got 88, the only connection I could have with my dad every time I made a play, I could hold on to what he acted like when the last 88 made a play. And it gave me that moment with him, you know? And then we took it from there. And Drew always says, it's not just what he did with it, but when you give it to the next person, what they do with it, and then you can't get in it without being able to do something in it. And I'm not just talking about personal numbers. It's an expectation, yeah, for you to put up numbers, but it's also a hope that you're going to give that whole fan base because they know an 88 is on the football field. And they know Drew 88, Mike 88 gave them the great years. Dez gave them the great years and some championships in those years. I told CeeDee Lamb when he called me, because he called me, he said, hey, man, you know, Jerry and I talking about wearing them 88. I said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, where your heart is? I said, where's your heart? He said, well, you know, I kind of wanted to wear number two and blaze my own trail. I said, well, if that's what going to get you going each and every day, when you see two makes you blaze that trail, then you should wear that. I said, but, but 88 blazes trails. I said, and if you put that number on, dude, I said, ultimately, you're going to raise up the hope of a whole fan base whole fan base, and that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. So if you can't handle all of that pressure that's going to come with it, then yeah, I, you should wear number two. Wow. But that's a lot of pressure. And then I told him in the end, 
I said, Jerry, I said, also, oh, that's one last thing. Jerry is getting up in years now. If you put that 88 on, because Jerry's great friend had just passed, named Lamb. He said, you put that 88 on, and you give him another championship. And when Jerry get called from time to eternity, and you sitting in front of his daughters and his sons negotiate, they gonna give you 200 million. <laughs> Just cause you did that for their dad. But if it's too much, don't wear it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He did, he got it. It was the second highest to non-quarterback. It was the highest selling jersey when he said he was wearing it outside of quarterbacks, non-quarterback jersey. That's just the hope of the fan base. And the, the team right now, you talk about CD, talk about that, you talk about them boys. What do you think about the current players, the current roster? I know oh. they had the big win, Mike. That's right, boy. I'm you, no, you asked the right I'm time, about, boy. I'm talking hey, about Everybody I, got a meter. If you'd asked me last week, I'd have said something else. Big picture, Mike. But I ain't down, boy. I'm just telling you, boy. Uh-huh. Everybody got a meter. Boy, I was so hot last week. Hey, boy, the meter was dying. <laughs> but the meter is right hot now. That's all I know. <laughs> Man, please. Championship roster? You, you, you That's saw what I'm that. talking about. You saw that? Yeah, absolutely, you saw that. I don't know. Now, here's the kick. I don't know if they always know it. And that's the real. Yeah. I don't know if they always know it. And that's what I get caught with. Like, you know, if you really know that, man, don't let them, don't, don't lose to the Packers. Mm -hmm. Don't lose to the Packers. Stop playing around. You know what I'm saying? Stop playing around. You know, so, so you're going to lose some games. You're going to lose some games. But that game like that, it'll, it'll come back and hunt you lose a game like that. But... They kind of made up for it, so I can take that. Ziff Recruiter is amazing. It's like in sports. If you're a GM, you got to do everything to get your players to get the best talent you need. Ziff Recruiter can be your GM for your business. They're going to find the best people, make it easy for you to continue to thrive in your business. And it's tough out there. You got to find the best person. You're always looking for new talent. You're looking for to upgrade your business. Upgrade with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's an upgrade. You can upgrade with ZipRecruiter. Let them be your GM and build your team. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. When you're ready to build a winning team, let ZipRecruiter help you build the perfect roster. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. When you're ready to build a winning team, let ZipRecruiter help you build the perfect roster. You can try it for free. That's right, for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-R-A-F-T-K-I-N-G-S. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Dallas Cowboy fans are different, right? Like, the Steelers are like that. Like, y'all travel... We travel, and I'm used to seeing. Yeah, good, a, it, yeah I'm used to good. seeing a team right, right, right. be supported the way that y'all are supported. Like I get that, playmaker. I really feel like when I see you on Monday morning, I feel like your emotions really ride with how the Cowboys yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it still such a huge connection for you? Because I am, at core, just a football player. Now you got to remember what the game did for me. Bringing, not just bringing me out, giving me uh, confidence and bringing me out again, all of that. I love the game. Watch it all the time. It's, it's the greatest game in the world. It really is because it, it, it is so harmonious with all of us and what we try to do in life. It's, it, like I tell people all the time, you can't have individual isolated success in football. You go from one rim to the other in basketball, you can complete situations. I can go score by myself. I can hit home runs by myself. I can drop uh, golf balls and sink putts by myself. But you can't do anything on the football field by yourself. And it's like life. Business, organization, corporation, you can't do anything great by yourself. So it gives you the greatest lessons. I, can, I, I, I love it. They talk about it. I can talk about it in so many different ways because it is the greatest game, I believe, for life. I got to ask you, Mike. Can you pull back on the jet black dye in that hair? No, man. Hey, look, man, listen. 
ain't pulling dog back on that. Whatever it is, work for me. The average lifespan in this thing is about 3.2 years. I've been having that. Don't come bothering me. I got in 35. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You know what you're doing? Mike got that sharpie in his hand. Oh, hear that noise, man. Nobody don't want to look up there and see, oh, they ain't trying to give that. I'm going to be in the weight room. I'm going to be fashionable. I'm going to try to stay in as long as I can. That's what I suggest we all do. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I love that. I love that, though, because that, that transitions. When people see you, like even when we started doing the Playmaker thing and I would see the, the people tweeting it and enjoying it, they enjoy it because of, of how, much, how much excitement and joy it brings you to give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we mentioned your upbringing, you know, 17 of, of you guys and not having a lot and then going through football. When you look at what you've accomplished and also you've had your share of adversity, both on the field and off of the field and where you are now, what would you or how would you tell people that they can start in a place where the ceiling is very low and people don't think that they can accomplish a lot? And you can go through things and have adversity, but in the end, you can be an inspiration. Right. I, re I remember one time I did Ken Norton's, Ken Norton's uh, 50th birthday. And dude, I was like, I, I was so touched after all those guys who served them all, talk about how important it was. I remember going to Commissioner Goodell. I said, man, listen, I, I, I think I want to coach. And, and, and he said something to this effect to me. He said, I, I, I prefer you to be right where you are. And, and he said this to me, he said, Michael, a lot of the guys that are coming in our lead are going to be coming from some places like where you come from. And they may ultimately have some struggles. He said, you being on TV tells them that their story can end well. And I want to keep it just like that. You know? So, so yeah, I went through it, went through some things. And, and, and boy, trust me, still struggling. Every day going through things, everybody going through things. We all do it. That's just the realities in life. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always say I measure men in distance travel because of that. You know what I mean? A lot of these dudes, man, think about a lot of you guys coming to the league, where they come from and what they, there's Bryant. I mean, if you hear his story, his mom and dad, dude, that's heartbreaking. And, and for him to make it out of that and to get to something, that's to be commended. You know what I mean? And like Miss Jones them did for me, we're gonna have to make sure we get some people undergird them and try to help them make some good decisions like they were, like they did with me. And 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 yeah, you gotta get those guys and, and commend them for getting up out of places like that and doing things. And talking about that through life, Mike, what would you say your biggest pivot was? That moment in your life mm. that made you what you are today? Boy, you know, it, it, that, that would go back to, to making the decision to stay at St. Thomas and not go back to play sports and not go back to the public school. That would be the most, the thing that I would have said made the difference, you know? Because when I got to St. Thomas, I saw direction. I saw all of these kids, their family owns all the corporations and companies, whatever. They already had their life planned. I was a vagabond, wondering day to day, what we gonna do today, dog? I don't know, what you gonna do today, dog? What you, I don't know, what y'all gonna do today, what you do? You know what I'm saying? When you're that way, you're, you're, you're at the whim of anybody, being pulled to anything, because you don't have a schedule or a direction. St. Thomas taught me, Miss Jones taught me, we gonna get you headed in a direction. I was able to graduate after my junior year of eligibility with, with, with a degree in business, BMO, business management organization, and, and, and courses in communication. And I'm doing those things, walking out the direction that they set me on when I made that pivot. You work yourself into being a Hall of Famer. And I say work yourself because that's not given. Right. Right. Everybody that gets an opportunity to touch a football doesn't end up with a gold jacket. When you look back on your career, is there any other organization you could have ever seen Michael Irvin be a part of, or is being a cowboy part of what got you to where you are? Well, there's nothing like playing for Dallas, though, dude. Just ultimately, there's nothing like it. You know what I'm saying? It really isn't. It really is. Really, really. yeah. And I've seen what people call big time, but it still don't match what it was. 
uh, when, when we were when we were at the top and we were running that wave, riding that top and, and playing for the Cowboys. There, there's nothing like it. There, there are other teams you see out here that you say would be great because I really would have loved New York. New York is a great market. You know what I mean? It's a great market. And, and Mike Strahan, guys like that have gone done great things in that market. You know what I mean? L.A. would have been great. But for me, and the way this story was written, and my dad being such a Cowboy fan, the Cowboys. The Cowboys were the only team for me. How does this Cowboy team win a championship and become part of the fraternity of what you, Troy, Emmett, and those guys built? And, and if they ever did, if they ever did, just do listen, man, we're going to walk the rest of our lives and not have that kind of feeling that we had the rest of your life. You know what I mean? When we won that first Super Bowl, I sat up the last person to leave the locker room, man. I said, I ain't going nowhere. I was like, I can't believe we won this thing. You know, and, and just, just, just sat there. And Jimmy used to always talk about very few people in the world can ever say they were the greatest at anything. Do you know what it's really like to say you were the greatest? Bar none, you were the greatest. I hope they get that feeling. I hope they get that feeling. But in order to get it, they got to want it so bad. They got to want it so bad that things like, hey, if you can't help me win, you can't be my friend, has to be part of them. Yeah. That's what they have to, because that's what it takes to win it. So I, so I hope, I hope they get to experience that. That want that you're talking about, I would want to go to the White House so bad. Yeah, yeah. I just like, it's so amazing how everybody breaks that up. You know, it's so you funny. Got to the White House, the White House, are, are wearing the meat to uh to to court. You know what I mean? I don't know what. I, I do know what I was thinking. I thought they were brilliant ideas at the time. But they, <laughs> and I, I still, the White I House still, was a brilliant I, idea. The White House was a brilliant idea. It was a brilliant idea. You know what I'm saying? It really was. But that thing went from one spot to another. You know what I mean? Not not that we only had one house, but. You know, you tried it first at a hotel, then you went to the apartment, then you was like, listen, just, let's just get a house in. Let's pull this thing out. Everybody's spending money everywhere. I remember Leon calling me one day, right? And it's so funny, because the movie had been out, right? <laughs> and Cat calling me. I was here to practice one day. And somebody said, man, I heard the media got a hold of the White House, man. He said, man, you better shut it down. And you know, New Jack City, I said, dude, this ain't no movie. I'm not shut down anything. What's wrong with you? I'm not shut down the White House. And then three, three about, about two weeks later, yeah, it was all on the news. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Jerry asked me, he said, man, what, what the hell were y'all thinking? What were you thinking? I said, boss. I said, I was trying to do the wrong thing the right way. I was trying to do the wrong thing <laughs> the right way. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry laughed, man. He said, all right, all right, okay, let's just, let's figure this out. But yeah, but that, it's the truth. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do the wrong thing the right Yeah. Way. You hear everybody, you hear the stories, it's wild. Did anything come of it? Did like, anybody get in trouble? Did anything really come of it? It's a crazy, it's, it's a wild story. I'll be honest no, no, with you, no, no, Mike. I'll be honest with you. That happens a lot more places yeah, 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 yeah. than there, but y'all no, was no, so and good. It don't happen like that anymore because y'all because they making so much money, they just buy them an extra house. <laughs> Trust me. I'm just saying, I know I, I, I wasn't the only young brother. Hey, hey, it's one thing to take a brother out of the ghetto, but you also got to work the ghetto out the brother, and that takes time sometimes. So I'm not the only one, so y'all can stop playing with me on that. Hypothetic, okay. Hypothetically, there might have been one in Miami. Hypothetically. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. So that, that, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I know Hart took one to Tampa. I knew, I, I knew that. I knew he was trying to work <laughs> one here. We going to slide tonight? I want to... I want to see nine, you know. I want to see nine, 91, Mike. I want to see. You're all out of here, man. <laughs> I got I to gotta wake up tomorrow and battle Stephen A. Though it will be a good day. It will be a good day tomorrow, boy. Make no mistakes about that, boy, because the meter is hot. That was a great win and a, a beautifully played game. Man, it, it really was. And I'm so grateful, you know, and you have been more than good to me. And I just want to tell you that the, the, the text messages, the, the constant support, the teammate you tell me you were 
when you played, I see that every day, and I don't get to work with you, but man, one day a week. That, man. And and I so it's been that, it's been great for me to get to know the man more so than the the player and the analyst. Like just a, a great human, a good dude, and I don't think we get an opportunity to tell people that about some of our idols or some of the people we've always admired that that got an opportunity to do. Uh, what we do, and you do it the right way now, man. And I'm definitely grateful and honored every day uh, that we get an opportunity to work together. I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate yeah. you doing it. I know, I know, that just, you know, men don't share stuff like that too often. You know what I mean? We don't, we just, we just don't. So, so when we do it, it it's valuable. Yeah. And, be, and before we go, um, it is Thanksgiving week, and uh, we know recently uh, the tragedy that happened at the University of Virginia. Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., uh, Deshaun Perry. Um, all of those young men lost their lives. And I think the, the senseless violence that we are continuing to see, not only in this country, not only in this world, but in our communities, it needs to stop. We need to start caring about one another. We need to start taking care of one another. And to Michael Hollins, who is a great friend of my sons, uh, Brenda, Ebony, Deuce, are friends of our families. That's his mother, his sister, and his brother. Mike is walking now. He's out of surgery. Uh, and he just keeps telling his, his mom, I don't know how I'm going to live without them. I think we need to start remembering that when we take these lives or when we feel like we're entitled enough to harm other humans, that it's not just them or us that's affected. It's their families. It's their loved ones. And also to Shanquella Robinson, who was killed by friends on a vacation. Think about where we are as a community, as a, as a culture, as a world. We can't even trust that our babies can go away with someone who are so-called their friends and expect them to be protected or come back. To come back and look somebody in the face and tell them not only did you leave their child, but lie to them about why you left them and what you did. I don't know if there's anything more evil or more despicable than that. And I can't imagine as a parent what I'd feel for the rest of my life having to bury my baby. So to all those affected by the tragedy at UVA, to the Robinson family from Pivot, Michael Irvin, Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor, Alicia Zubakowski, our thoughts and our prayers go out to you. Uh, we pray that you somehow find healing, even though we know in this tough time, especially in the holiday season, it'll be difficult. Thank you for tuning in to The Pivot. God bless. Well said, man. Well said, man. My man, appreciate you, bro. All love, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we knew that shit was going to be easy. Yeah. Hey, we knew that was going to be easy. Hold up. Let me listen. Take a step and count, pin in it. I thought they had to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Let me listen. Take a step and count, pin in it. I thought they had to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up.